Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better podcast. I'm Will Sandstead. I'm Tony Johnson. Yeah, joining you, uh, this is kind of a supplemental one again here, Tony. Uh, we're going to go over Crawdad. we got Crawdad this week in events mode. Uh, so we're going to bring you guys a whole-by-whole breakdown as this is going to go live for live prize play as well as all formats, uh, including the daily here, uh, starting on this Monday, Monday yeah. at midnight. Pretty exciting. So uh, I think we got to start off. Oh. we got to actually crack some beers this podcast. We okay. kind of pretended last time. Here we go. There goes Tony. That's my that's my Abel, uh, which is a local brewery, uh, BLK Wolf. So they it's took out the vowels. Yeah, no it's vowels very allowed. Clever. I'll uh, I'll hit the standard Coors Light Blue Mountains there. Always enjoyable. Mountains are blue today. Skies are sunny out here in Minnesota. Yeah, snows a melting. Yeah, it's uh, it's that fun time of the year. Uh, not just for Golden Tee, but outside in the real world as well. So, Tony, I think we should uh, first off start off about club selection. You, you've played some events mode this week, as have I. Uh, I think I'm going to have to mix it up after seeing some of the shots and executions that you've had uh, here on Crawdad on certain holes that have definitely uh, given me trouble. Yeah, I think you were playing kind of your standard bag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I ended up playing – so first of all, I'm playing, I'm playing streak balls. Well, you're playing razors, yep. razoids. Correct. Uh, in terms of clubs, I'm using my sandhill bag, and so that would be uh, starting with gap wedge, nine iron, nine hybrid, seven hybrid, five hybrid, eight wood, spinny two iron, which is I would use on sandhill eighteen, which I kind of had in the bag accidentally, uh, but I actually really like it on this course. Uh, then I've got my six wood, five wood. I don't have a four wood, as we've talked about before. That's kind of my luxury club, so I had to get rid of that because I've got a three wood, and then I've got the zero hybrid. So that's my, that's the club that cost me the four wood essentially. And then I've got my high loft, the newer this year's high loft driver, so the, the twenty nineteen, yeah, the twenty nineteen ten and a half, and then uh, the eight and a half degree three ten driver. So that's my set. Gotcha. I'll uh, break down mine. I have a eight and a half three ten driver, the two ninety ten point five driver. 3-wood, 4-wood, 5-wood, 6-wood, 8-wood, and then it starts getting a little interesting. Uh, goodness, what, what the hell do I go down to after the 8-wood? 5-hybrid? I'm starting to draw a blank. I can't remember if I have a 5-hybrid. I'm trying to think of my default bag, and I'm, I'm getting all weirded out here. All right. He's going to go. He's actually already loaded up on a machine, so he's going to check. Yeah. yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, Confirmed. Five, yeah, 5-hybrid, 6-iron, 8-iron, 9-iron. Lob wedge. No gap wedge? No, no gap wedge. I, I rarely use the gap wedge. Okay. Sorry, it took me a minute. That's all right. Hey, we got nothing but time today. Uh, so uh, let's start off. I think uh, at, we'll, we'll touch on the, the places where we use certain clubs uh, on certain holes. Uh, not a lot to hole one. Um, I think in our, when we originally talked about this, I think we felt well because we were, we were like like super previewing it just based on a couple of images. It looked to me, or we, well, we were previewing it based on the images from the old four, the old four images. And I said, Correct. well, you know, you might be able to get up near the green here. Uh, and I've gotten within chush range once, uh, but for the most part, I'm going in the fairway. I I have tried to line up the wind way to the left. There's like just there's like a. Uh, again, we should actually probably say we're on GoldenTeeFan.com looking at these images. Correct. Eric Nelson um, uh, has the pictures up on Golden Tee Fan, Crowded Swamp. There's a there's a patch of black, I don't know, very dark brown over to the left of the fairway. I'm going past that to try to line up the wind. Uh, usually that's like an 8-wood. Sometimes it's a 2-iron. Sometimes the 2-iron can be blocked by some trees, so you got to be a little careful there. But it, you're going over there because you want to line up the wind for a hole up. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, very straightforward hole one. I'm not. I'm not getting anywhere uh, near the green to attempt a chush. Plus, I suck at chushes, so I'm just tossing in the fairway for the most part. To your point, trying to line up with the wind. Hopefully, if you can, and uh, being aggressive at nice big flat green. Go after it. Hole two. So. This one back in the day without tees uh, was pretty tough. Uh, a lot of times you were trying to cut down a five wood or another wood, uh, potentially sometimes a two iron, trying to snap that around, getting a little bounce or a little Ugh. skip. Now that we've got tees, very straightforward. Uh, tee box, there's not much variance to it. I feel like every time I'm just turning straight at the pin, straight at the green, and hitting a high five wood, high six wood. And Tony, you've even gone a high eight wood. Yeah, in my last couple of events modes that I played, uh, it was an eight wood. So I, it was one of them was just middle of the middle of the tee box with a big tailwind, maybe nine tailwind or something. Uh, and and it was, the pin was in the middle, and it was like two sixty or something like that. And I thought, man, eh, the the six wood, if I high tee, it might get a little far. So I I pounded the eight wood. The the next one was a, a tailwind with a front pin, and it was like. 230 or something oh, something goodness. very short so that was a much more obvious eight wood uh i've ended up i don't know if i'm 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 already mentally looking forward to the the tougher holes later on but i've found myself screwing this hole up way more than i should whether it's going in the water which i've sworn i'm never doing again uh, but i probably will or or whether it's being scared of the water and trickling off the right side of the green and then you know missing my chip and it it sucks to lose a stroke on this hole because there's plenty of other holes that uh that you'll be losing strokes on later on yeah yeah definitely so we'll flip over to hole three here, par three. Uh, we got a little, little tee box variation. The tee box does extend around, but fa fairly healthy green. You're looking at typically a mid-range iron. I myself am probably hitting a six iron here the majority of the time, sometimes a five with backspin, uh, just based on my club set. But it's usually just a mid-range mid iron, I feel like. And I'm trying to think, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the green and and I don't remember in events mode this week having gotten that far left-hand pin and that, like, peninsula over there. No, it so hasn't I, moved much. I feel like it's all, always been really close to the middle. To the center, yeah. Um, I, I don't so think... I don't think we've used the edges of this of this green all that much, at least in events mode. We should say, by the way, the sounds of Golden Tea here, again, behind us. Uh, we got great feedback, actually, on on uh, on the how that sounded the other day. This is Andy yes. Fox. Yes. Uh, banging out games. Yeah, he's actually uh, part of the lunch bunch. On today's Freaky Friday right now, so if uh, you hear any explicit uh, language, it uh, most likely might be him unless we sneak something in there. Let me know when you get to the par 3, Fox. I got a full for you, all right? <laughs> Back right, high T, six wood, release, a little right of center. So, yeah, for our podcast listeners, there's a uh, full for the Freaky Friday, the only, uh, the only par 3 today. It's uh, par 35. Uh, so if you're listening today and you haven't gone out and played the Freaky yet, now you have an opportunity to, for a full. Tony Johnson just dropped it. So, Tony, I'll let you uh, take over hole four here. This is uh, where things can get a little interesting. you got a couple options here. Yeah, so for the most part, the, the image on GoldenTeeFan.com, uh, just to the just lower and left of that 311 cursor, that's the island I'm going for. Um, sometimes you've got to move it to the left in the tee box to get around that tree. Sometimes you don't. Uh, that's kind of my spot. Uh, I know other, there's a bigger island further out there that you can get uh, with a 300 driver or the 310 driver or the 290. I think uh, the other guys here at uh, the Fox Den are going to that island. Personal preference. Yeah. Uh, I, this has been a hole that I've holed out a lot this week. I've seen uh, this it. Is, this is one of those <laughs> holes where that two, the, the spinny two iron has been uh, a good friend of mine this week. A lot of hole outs with that spinny two. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be kind of, for my island, it's going to be an 8-wood or a 6-wood 
big greens, so you can have a lot of variation there. Yeah, I've, I've been going to both islands, the one you mentioned. I find myself going to the longer one probably about 75% of the time. And in determining which island I'm going to, I'm trying to look at where the pin is. Yeah. Uh, in, on the Golden Tee Fan Preview, it shows it at the back of the green kind of centered. If it gets any more left of where it is at that point, I find myself going to the shorter island that Tony referenced. Um, just because you have a better angle at it. Yeah, and, and I'm like like I said, most of the time I'm going to my island. Uh, the time I'm going to Will's island is when the pin is right and r- right of where the pin is on the Golden Tee Fan. So back right essentially, um, and uh, yeah, that's where I would. That's where I would. That's when I would go to the uh, the far island. Yeah, I think for uh, I think for more of the uh, I don't want to say common players. Um, I think once you find your island or get comfortable, you know, probably after six, eight, ten games, you're going to feel pretty consistent in terms of dialing it in. Not much elevation. I think it might be slightly uphill on your approach, but we have a secondary option, Tony. Yeah, uh, there's a second image on Golden Sea Fan, and, and one I forgot about because I've never even really considered it. I, I know it is an option. Uh, the fairway, you could go to the fairway. Uh, which is way to the right of those islands that we've been talking the about. The end of the fairway, correct. And, yeah. and you can, from the from the very end, even in the first cut at the end of the fairway, you can have a straight look into that green. I've never found much reason. No. Uh, and so I, but that's I would imagine back in the day we went we ended up going there a decent amount because, again, sometimes you you have to move the tee to get it around that tree to that island that we've been talking about. So agreed. So over to hole five. Uh, Two different tee boxes on this. One provides a very clean, straightforward look where I'm typically hitting a thumb shot with a six wood, five wood, or four wood. And the green looks a little shallow, but even at that, I've been hitting backspin, I've been hitting bite, and I've gone naked with no spin at all. Uh, The tee box to the left, unfortunately, you're gonna bring trees into play where you're gonna have to hit some type of cut shot. Um, I'm usually going with a five wood with backspin here just to kind of have like a half C and a half three, just nice, smooth, typically, and... I've done, yeah, and I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I I think I've had, uh, I've gone as low as an eight wood a couple times, just with a tailwind, Uh, but I think for the most part, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a, for me, it's, uh, it's been like a high T6, just to kind of play a safe shot and get it on the green. Um, Depends on the wind, right? If you get a tailwind, then it's not a high T. Yeah, yeah. So moving along, hole six. This is a uh, this is where we can get some deviation in par. Yep, it's our first par deviator. So we have three tee boxes on here, and the front two tee boxes, uh, it's kind of like an inverted triangle basically. Yep. And so the front two tee boxes have the green accessible. I would say one hundred percent of the time. Whether uh, yeah. go, whether and, going straight hitting a C three, uh, I don't find myself hitting an A one here very often. It's either straight or it's a C three. I think I've hit maybe one or two A ones. I just think that uh, the logical and typical play is a straight shot or a C three. Yeah, and I, I, thinking about it, I I think I agree with you that I, I hit a far more C threes than A ones when I'm hitting a, a big curve shot. There was there uh, the shot of the day yesterday or the day before. On, uh, on Golden Tee or on the Golden Tee page on Facebook was uh, Lemon going straight at it uh, with a I don't know which driver but he hold it out from 400 yards going straight at it so with a tailwind certainly you can you can go straight at it even from over 400 yards yeah uh, but you know it's probably from these two tee boxes it's probably half and half whether I'm hitting a A1 C3 or going straight at it yeah. uh, from the back box you need to have a pretty nice tailwind to even consider it 
Agreed. Yeah, I, I find myself, if I'm in the back box and I don't have a tailwind, uh, to kind of revert back to hole number one, I'm trying to find a spot, and there are lots of them where you can find a way where you can usually line up with the wind, whether it's a direct tailwind, whether it's a direct headwind. You can play to the right side of the fairway. You can play over in the rough. I like sending in little rough missiles, uh, usually from the right side, though. Um, but, yeah, this, this hole during events mode is uh, definitely started to break my heart early and often. If you get an early hole out and you try to drive this. I think I'm 100% if I get an early hole out that this hole shut down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like 40 for 40. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, definitely what it feels like. Flipping over to hole 7, this one par 5, and the majority of the time you're just going to go straight out in the middle of the fairway. There are kind of two mounds there. There's one that's kind of shorter and to the left and one that's more centered in the fairway uh, yep. that's further than the first one. I I tend to hit like my 310 driver with either release or roll to try to make sure it gets up to the top of the hill. If you get perfectly on top of that crest on the hill, it's going to give you a shot lined straight up at the pin. Yep. Uh, typically playing a 4-wood, 5-wood, 6-wood depending on wind and distance into this. Um, unfortunately, if you're kind of on the upslope or on the downslope, if you go over the crest, number one, it's going to be slightly offset, and number two, you bring in the treetops into play. Yeah, you might end up having a pound and eight wood then or something like that. For me on this, I've hit this, I think I've literally hit the same shot every single time on this drive, and it's my 310 driver with, with roll. And, yeah. I'm, and, and so I'm trying to end up going about 340 yards off the tee. There's not a lot of, this tee box is pretty small and it's completely side to side. So there's no real distance variation to get on that hill. Um, and so it's not, uh, it's, from there it's not that difficult of a shot as long as, like Will said, you don't, ro you don't run off the, the right side of that hill or, or go too far. Yeah, the one thing I noticed during events mode this week, I want to say probably the first 30 or 35 rounds, this hole always had a six wind. Yeah. And after the 35th round, 35th, 40, whatever it was, all of a sudden that six win that was happening every single stinking game went to a five win. I don't know. Not like it's that big a deal, but something in the programming just generated six win, six win over and over, and now, now it's on five win. Glitch in the system. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping over hole eight, we got a, uh, another par three. We do have a couple of tee box variations here. Um, I think I've seen this go up to maybe an eight wood or a six wood potentially. Well, I've, I, I've used my uh, spinny two iron a couple times on this hole to okay. with some pretty good success. There's a there's a back box back there that you know the hole can in theory play out to I don't know, 230 240 yards. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, I've, I, it's a par three, a flat green, which is pretty unusual for a hole eight. Yes. But uh, you got a decent amount of variation in the in the distance you're going to get with these tee boxes. Yeah, pretty and good. Pretty good size green yeah pretty good size green where if you do get one of those mid to short range irons you can definitely either put roll or backspin on this and, and definitely take aim at it all right over to hole nine um this one i i didn't hole out once this week which is <laughs> which is frustrating because if you run out to the end of the fairway typically right around 300 yards a lot of times you'll have a, a wood into it, a four wood, five wood, or six wood, which I, I feel like are my, some of my best clubs. Into an uphill green, you can hit backspin, you can hit roll, and I've still yet to hold this out. Very straightforward par four, non-drivable. Uh, yeah. not, not much exciting going on no, here. Definitely in, a chance to potentially get some shot points or a hole out. In, uh, the, in the Freaky Friday back, by, back around Thanksgiving, uh, I remember we were trying to go onto that, that front left rough island uh, and trying, or the you know short left, 
rough island and just to try to line up the wind uh i haven't i haven't found myself even thinking about that once this week that's more of yeah. a daily shot if, if you can if you can get a consistent a shot out to an island yeah. and then have find yourself with a straight wind great but you're not gonna in regular play you're not gonna do that all right, Tony Johnson, I got a Coors Light down. I'm going to go with a can smusher here real quick okay. while you pull up. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the audio of this. Oh, the audio quality? We'll do a uh, Coors Light t- test can crush. Not bad, not yeah, bad. Yeah, I'll give it a B. Yeah, maybe B minus, C plus. I was, I was being generous. It was, it was a little weak. I was nervous uh, doing this while we broadcast. All so, right. Tony, we, we talked about how par can vary on this course, and... Hole number 10 is a, is a hole that you can drive every time, but it can definitely set up very easy to very difficult, depending on winds, depending on placement in the tee box. The tee box is actually larger than the green. Yeah, look at which, that. Which, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of goes back to some of the GT4. You know, we're talking a 2003 GT4 creation by Z- Jim Zielinski, and it seems like nowadays the greens seem to be massive where the tee boxes aren't very big. Yep. And now we look and we see we have an absolutely massive tee box and a small green. Uh, yeah, and uh, what, I, what I find myself doing a lot on this hole is, well, li- like I said, I've sacrificed my forward mm-hmm. so that I can have the zero hybrid. Uh, so almost every time I'm either hitting a three wood or a five wood. Occasionally a six wood if I've got a tailwind and that's probably going to be a high tee at that point. Uh, but th- we talked about the, the size of that, that green. You know, it, it's it's smaller than normal, but it's still you've got a lot of room there. So even it's if you've deceiving, got a, yes, yeah, even if you've got a high tee, in my case, like I just said, six wood, it still is probably going to hold the green pretty well. Um, you've got a couple options. If you look, if if we could look straight up from the uh, screenshot on mm-hmm. Golden Tee Fan, uh, there's a gap between those the trees, and and if I'm hitting five wood or a six wood, that's the gap I'm going through. Uh, if I, if I, I suppose I could probably high tee a three wood and go through that gap, but if I'm hitting a three wood, it's because the the tee box is on the left hand or the front side, and I'm kind of going under some of the branches that are up there. On the tree on the left. Yeah, there's a couple of trees that I would go under, um, just to you know, with the three wood and uh, play some backspin and not high tee. That's a regular tee. Yeah, th- this is a hole where I think probably every time I've paid the three cent tee tax, because. By yeah. dropping a tee, drop your tee, move the ball, move it left, move it right, move it back, front, the whole deal. Uh, your look can vastly change, I think. Different gaps become available, giving you different looks, giving you different club options. And, yeah, I, I, I for, think it's, yeah. a, it's a good hole design. It's a fun hole design. Uh, tough but fair, I would say. Yeah, for sure from the front, the, the, the when you get closer to those trees, moving that tee around within the tee box can provide you for some vastly different looks. Yeah. All right, over to hole number 11. Uh, Tony, I'm going to let you lead this. Uh, you play streaks. You can probably provide a little more insight. My razor balls will get there. Uh, a couple different ways. You can either do a A1 or a variation of kind of a C3, uh, but I'll let you talk about kind of tee box placement and then also gaps relating to those tee box placements. Yeah, so uh, we've got, I mean, we've got a pretty big tee box here, but really there's just three areas that are being used. And uh, I, it's kind of like, um, oh, on uh, on Pine Meadow, that par five early on hole seven. Okay. Uh, how the, it's a really big tee box, but there's only three zones that are ever used, and so uh, it's the one where you can roll down into that bunker really yeah. easily. So I've gotten consistent with having the same shot every time, depending on which of those three zones. Same thing here. We've got a big tee box, but three zones that are being used, and so from the zone. 
that we're looking at on Golden Tee Fan, which if you're not looking at Golden Tee Fan while you're listening to this, maybe you're driving and you don't want to listen, that makes sense. Uh, it's the far right-hand side, so it would be front right, I guess. Um, the A1 is out of play at Yeah, this you, point. you can't A1 this. Uh, really, you're going to want to turn just a little bit right of the green. Uh, so really the line that, that Jed is looking at here. And uh, you're going to want to move it all the way to the right side of the tee box. Uh, and you're going to play a little kind of... I, depending on the wind, I'm either hitting the 10.5 degree driver high tee or the, my 8.5 degree driver high tee. And there's, there's a gap there. Uh, it's a pretty big gap. It's really, uh, we screwed it up a couple times early on in this week when we were really learning the course, but I think it's a pretty repeatable shot. Uh, depending on the wind, you might not be able to get all the way to the green, but you're certainly going to get up by the green. Uh, from the front left part of the tee box, you've got, what, you've got some trees that look like they're dead in front of you. But again, if, if you can move that tee to the left, you, you create enough of a gap that you can hit an A1. And so you've got a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of variation based on the wind, but from there I'm hitting a, a 10 and a half degree, sometimes with a tee, sometimes without, or a my eight and a half degree high tee, which will get over the, the trees that you're gonna- The swamp trees, The swamp yeah. trees that you're gonna need to get over to get up by the green. Uh, now from the far box, uh, the back left, I guess, if you will, tee box, is a pretty similar shot. You're just kind of hoping for a good wind. If you had a headwind from Correct. there, you probably might not be able to get to the green. And additionally, if you had a, a wind that was blowing to the left, you might, might not be able to wrap it hard enough uh, to get it back to the green. But, but again, it's going to be an A1 type shot. Uh, and if nothing else, you're going to be able to get up near the green. And, and, and remember, just moving it, it, well, those trees might look dead in front of you. If you mm -hmm. move that tee to the left, uh, you're gonna you're gonna clear enough room that you'll be able to get around it. Yeah, with with HD TVs and graphics cards being what they are right now, to Tony's point, as you move that T, it'll definitely give you a decent comparison in terms of your depth perception on that. Which trees are close, which ones are far, and you'll start seeing different angles and what you can feel about and play around with on that hole. Hole 12, par four. This uh, back in the day, this one used to be a really tough one. Yeah, and it's still, it still can reach up and grab you sometimes. Uh, Especially if you're on a two-better. Sorry, Tony. Was I on a two-better at that point? I think you uh, had three hole-outs and then a missed putt. But six wasn't drivable. Because six okay. is never drivable if you've got any hole-outs. Correct, correct. So I was on a one-better. <laughs> but I had gotten 11. So, it was, you know. But anyway, we don't need to talk about that. So, uh, uh, for this hole, for the most part, I'm, there's three different clubs that I'm playing here. And two, two clubs more than the other the other club. So I'm playing a lot of eight woods and a lot of six woods. Agreed. That, that's it. That's all uh, I'm playing here. I, I do have that spinny two in there, and I've found that, that it actually is a pretty decent club in here. Again, because I'm playing streaks, so I do need that spin. Uh, but you got to be on the left-hand side of the tee box, kind of like we are here with this. I wouldn't put the spinny two in, in this setup on Gold Tee Fan with the pin way on the right-hand side. But if that pin was on the left-hand side, I might I might play the spinny two in there, depending. Yeah, one, one thing of note on this hole, and... I don't think you see it on very many golden tee holes is that number one I find that the pin is pretty close to you it's in it's in the front portion of the green as close as it can get to you but there are trees that literally overhang the yeah. green yeah and that doesn't seem to happen that often I think I can think of what Cumberland number two uh, it's yeah. a downhill par four where if the pins all the way in the back and you approach it your ball can get hung up in the trees so first couple times playing this I was hitting eight wood backspin or eight wood bite and if I came up a little short 
it was hitting the tree and if it caught the first couple feet of green it might suck back off so just uh just be careful of that as you guys are going out and exploring this course if you haven't already in events mode this week yeah with streaks i don't have that problem quite as bad where i could land on the front of that green and not not rip off of it but i but i have actually mm -hmm. uh but it was with a headwind so uh, all right, hole thirteen. Finally, a reprieve. Mm -hmm. We've been, uh, we've had a couple, we've had a streak of difficult ones here, uh, and now we've got uh, a, a regular old uh, par three. A uh, couple tiers, or, but uh, for the most part, not too difficult of a hole. Yeah, I, I don't think the tiers should really come into play. We have, you know, tiers obviously on Pine Meadow right now. We've got, uh, was it the Agave one? I believe. We're certain to tweak yeah, Pembroke, yeah, the uh, Agave one, the Pembroke. So I think at this point we should be pretty comfortable in knowing how to play with the tiers and obviously avoid them. On the Golden Tee fan screenshot here, you can see that in the picture there are five tee boxes. I've never turned around and counted them all, so I don't know if five is the actual number or if there are potentially I, more. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so at so least five. Yeah, <laughs> so distance can vary a little bit. Uh, screenshot here. Um, shows 176 yards. I, I think a lot of times that that's, seems to be about the consistent play, probably a mid-range iron. Uh, you do get shorter ones that will bring an 8-iron and 9-iron into play, but a pretty straightforward par 3 at this point to Tony's point. Take your GT par of a birdie and move on because uh, because you got a storm brewing. Yep. All right, hole 14. Uh, oh. What's It seemed like... I've said this several times this week as I've been frustrated not getting a setup on this hole. When this, was, uh, when this hole was being used for that, that week-long events mode where it was alternating Pine Meadow and, and, uh, and Crowded Swamp, I felt like I was on the screen like half the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what changed, but I, I mean, I'm getting on the green some. Uh, I put a YouTube out there of me actually hitting the hole yeah. and, and bouncing <laughs> out, but but man, it's much lower percentage than than back then. And I don't know if that's just because I'm on a bad streak of a bad run on events mode in terms of the setups. Uh, but for me, it, it, it's a it's a pretty relatively low percentage eagle. Um, but you know, the, I'm hitting my eight and a half degree driver a decent amount. I'm hitting my ten and a half degree. It's going to depend on the wind and a little bit depend on uh, the tee box. Occasionally, I'm laying up. Most of the time, I'm pretty frustrated at that point if I'm <laughs> laying up. But yeah, uh, so sometimes it's just not there. So you're doing that with a high tee, and we got high two different. One, yeah. And we we have two different boxes here: a front box and the back box. Obviously, a front box makes it that much easier, that that much more gettable. Um, I know I've seen you hit a one all the time. Uh, every once in a while, depending on the wind and the tee box and the offsets and so forth. I've been going C3 every once in a while, too. Number one, it takes the water out of play because over on the left-hand side, if you do an A1 with my 310 and the razors, I have hit the trees, unfortunately, a couple times. Yep. And if you hit the trees, that left side of the fairway, there's no rough over there. It'll trickle down into that water, Yeah, if, and if, uh, yeah, it can get gross. That's a great point. Sometimes sometimes this is just going to be a layup, and it mm -hmm. is where it is. Avoid the left side of that fairway because it will, it will trickle down into that water real easily. Uh, as I did earlier when I was just taking my medicine and then all of a sudden I was in the water. Yeah, and, and to look at a par four and think, okay, I'm just going to throw this in the fairway, throw it on the green, not a problem, and all of a sudden to hit your drive and it just trickle trickles into the water, all of a sudden you're looking at scrambling for par, which is a pretty frustrating thing, especially this late in your round. Yep. 
Hole 15. We can spa- of, I think we can do a whole podcast on this yeah, hole. Yeah, d- damn near. Maybe uh, maybe we should just skip to 16 and uh, do a supplemental, supplemental hole yeah. 15 one. So yeah, we don't t- want to give away any secrets yeah. yet. <laughs> Tony, why don't you lead this? Because there, there are so many options. I don't even and, know where to start. And, and you opened up my eyes uh, a good amount today. I, I thought I had some sneaky little shots on this hole. And with events mode going on, not like I don't want to share them. I do want to share them. Um, but, yeah, th- this hole has a lot of options. And, and you definitely pulled a couple this uh, this morning and afternoon that opened my eyes. So let's talk about the easier tee box first. So you've got two main tee boxes. Uh, we'll talk about the one that's further from the green first, on the toward the right-hand side. Um, and from there, most of the time, it's not that hard of a not that hard of a hole. It's going to be a high tee. You know, on the left-hand side of that tee box, you might be, have to wrap it around the trees. But even on the right-hand side of the tee box, you might be able to high tee it and with a six wood or a five wood and go straight over, or an eight wood depending on your tailwind, yeah. and go straight over those trees and onto the green. Yeah, that, that only uh, those took are me the about, juicy looks. That, that only took me about thirty events modes to even hold down the flyby button and realize you can go over that. Uh, that definitely pissed me off. <laughs> and so if I'm coming into this hole on par or one better in events mode or, or two better, God forbid, uh, I'm definitely hoping for that back box. Hell yeah. Um, but it, never, it, it seems like you get that less than half the time. Probably, I don't know, a third of the time, something like that. Uh, so the much more interesting box and the box that you can hit literally anything from a nine hybrid for me to a eight and a half degree driver is uh is the the front box and so uh from the if you get uh, let's say on the left hand two-thirds of that box for me it's going to be a shot where I'm, I'm cutting my zero hybrid through through the trees finding the biggest gap i'm low teeing it most of the time i'm going to be skipping up through that bunker hopefully it skips up through it and onto the green uh, and i've gotten pretty good about how much i have to cut it and how soft i have to hit it in order to make that happen relatively consistent. In some of the dailies I remember we were trying to cut down the eight and a half degree driver low tee and purposely clipping that tree. That tree, unlike most trees in golden tee, when if I clip a tree in on most other courses, there's no branches in there. Mm-hmm. I just clip the tree and it slows it down and I go through it. Yep. Well there's branches on that tree. Like and physical so, branches. Yeah. Yes. And so you you'll clip it and you'll hear it like a like you're clipping the leaves and like or opening a beer. Similar sound. <laughs> and uh but then you'll also hit a, a, a branch, and then who knows from there. Sometimes yeah. it'll bounce it up high, onto the, and sometimes it'll, it'll kick it down shoot in the water. It, shoot it right down. So one thing I want to add on to this uh, kind of, you know, if we call it the front left box, if you get placed in the front left box and you're all the way at the back left of this, I've actually turned left once or twice with the right wind during this events mode and hit a high 8 wood mm. going into this. There is a, there's definitely a gap up above the trees, a slight opening, I guess you could say. Uh, I'd love to say I had success with it, but long story short, it did come clean. Uh, I believe I was just shortened to the left, but uh, definitely, an, definitely an option. So as you come to this hole, think of the options. Hold down the flyby button, and again, drop your tee. Don't place it, and then just move the trackball around. You'll start to see different gaps, and by holding down that flyby as well, uh, it won't just be gaps below the trees, but potentially gaps up above the treetops as well. Yeah, and, and that's where we're going next, which is... The, the front third of this box, you, you can still do that zero hybrid cut through the trees, uh, but there are definitely setups where you can hit uh, other clubs up, high tee up and to the right. So like a big C3 or a big C2, depending on the wind, uh, up and over the trees. Just 
30 minutes before we started this podcast, I I had a big tailwind and I had a high T9 hybrid. Yeah, I just, 208. I just about vomited. And uh, and it got on the green. Uh, but yesterday I hit a seven hybrid high T up onto the green. Again, like a it was like a C uh, a C3. And uh, and I've hit. I know Will. You said you've hit an eight wood there as well. Correct. Where you're wrapping it up up and around the trees. And so uh, to Will's point, you know when you're moving it around looking for those gaps. Uh, some holes, if I'm moving, like if, if I had the look right here that, that Jed's got, um, I would be moving it around to find the biggest gap below the trees. But if I'm looking up above the trees, make sure you're holding down the, the, the look up button and you can move it around that way and still get your look and, and, uh, and, and see what gaps you might be able to, to clear that way. Yeah, I think, I think we've talked about tough holes that can swing par. Obviously, this can swing par, but... As this rolls out to live play Monday, once you guys, you know, wake up and maybe you got the day off, maybe you're going into work, after work or whatever, I think this is going to be one of those holes where you're looking to chase down, you know, Andy Fox, Tony Johnson, Will Sandstead, Lemon, Meow Chopper, Ship It. Um, and while the, those guys may have this hole dialed in, I think you're going to see potential for a lot of these scores to all of a sudden get par, bogey, double bogey. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, you know, hole 15 can get gross pretty quick. I think the others that you may be a little frustrated that you didn't get to drive that green and get eagle, like we just talked about, um, you're still most likely going to get a birdie. You're not going to see a big swing. I think this is going to be, you know, of the four last holes, this is going to be the first one where you can see a big swing and, yeah, and sure. definitely move up the leaderboards. Yep. Uh, next up, a reprieve, hole 16. Uh, although, you know, in the events mode this week, it's a it's a, like a down seven, but once we get it to live, it'll be a down ten or a down nine. Yes. Um, and so you know that, that can be especially if you've got a nine iron with a big crosswind. Sometimes uh, that can be a that can be a difficult shot coming into a green with that much slope. Excuse me, but the hiccups now. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's a par three and it's gonna play anywhere between say 150 and 100 yards or 100 to 150 yards, kind of in that range. A lot of a lot of options in terms of the angle that you might come in here because the tee boxes are so big but uh, but not a ton of distance change between them correct all right hole 17 uh smaller tee box smaller green uh right now on the screenshot it's showing as a uh right 10 but i believe during this week's event mode with the easy greens it's showing as a right seven yep this is uh for me typically just a high eight wood going over um either with a headwind, I'm trying to land the green, and because it's a headwind with a high eight wood, it's landing super soft, just trickling down to the right, not a problem. With a tailwind, uh, sometimes I'm hitting a just a standard T eight wood, and either backspinning it and hitting it just short and having it trickle on the green, or potentially biting it uh, and putting a slight cut on it, having it check back right as it lands. Uh, Tony, we, we talked about last hole, but I've seen you, I think, hit a 5 hybrid and a 7 hybrid on this. Is that correct? I might have. I don't remember a 5 hybrid specifically, but I think a high T5 hybrid could work here. Uh, but I definitely have hit the 7 hybrid a few times. Okay. Um, usually it's without a, you know, not high teed. And so it's usually if I've got a big tailwind. Uh, and you can't be on the far right side of the box because you're still going to have true trouble. But anywhere on the left hand, say, three quarters of this box... You can hit, if I had like a 10 tailwind, I'd try to blast my 7 hybrid and have it spin and still maintain the spin on it uh, and land on the green and uh, go out, go about it that way. So again, I, I'm hitting the 8 wood 
90% of the time, 80, 85% of the time. But there is a shot out there with a 7 hybrid that works pretty well. Yeah, so Unless you're on a one better. Then yeah, so my one better. piece of advice um, on this, obviously you want to get on the green, get eagle, but like we kind of talked about, Tony, there's a, there's a little fairway right in front of the green that you can actually use that to bounce. And if you have backspin on, you're going to get a nice kind of fairway hop that's going to trickle over the rough and hopefully land softly on the green, which I found myself using a couple times. Yeah, I, I tried once, and I'll play, play around with it once uh, this gets opened up into the more modes and I can mess around with some different shots at home. Uh, but I've played, I tried a, like a low T2 hybrid bounce up without much success, or not two hybrid, two, uh, the spinning two iron. Uh, n- not a lot of success there, but it's something I'll probably play around with, um, see what happens. All right, let's uh, close it out with hole 18. Uh, pretty straightforward par four. I think this uh, I think this kind of reminds me of one of the holes on Pine Meadow. I can't remember the exact number. but oh, you're, Yeah, with the cliff on the right-hand side, 12. Correct. I think. So on Pine Meadow, you have the cliff on the right-hand side where if your ball hits that, most likely it's going to ricochet back off and go in the water. Right here, we have a similar situation with the right-side backboard, but it's of rough. And during events modes, I've either overcut it with a crosswind and gotten just kind of a nice soft bounce off there. I don't think I've had anything terribly ridiculous where it hits that backboard um, yeah, and shoots I've, off into the water. I think I've hit the hill on the fly, let's say five times maybe, and I think one of those times it ended up bouncing, bounding down into the water. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's a pretty forgiving hill. Uh, in in the, in regular play, it'll be a left ten. Uh, in this, uh, but for events mode this week, it's been a, a left seven. Uh, but you're going to have a lot of wind here. It's going to be a seven. You know, in this case, we got a 17 headwind. Um, that that probably the best pin is that pin that we're seeing here. Uh, in my opinion, the pin or either the front right or the front left pin. Um, and uh, yeah, it can be a tough hole. If you if you feel like I remember back in the day, occasionally feeling like, wow, there's no way I can stick mm-hmm. this. And you dump it in that left hand bunker. Agreed. Yeah. I haven't done that yep. at all this week. Again, I'm chasing I'm chasing scores, so I'm not going to lay up for a mm-hmm. for a sure birdie, but. Um, you know, it could be, especially in a match situation where you're like, hey, I just can't. I got to guarantee myself a birdie. I could see the bunker being a play. Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember doing that. I, I'd like to think I'm a better player now where I don't have to lay it up in the sand where it wouldn't yeah. cross my mind with tees and bite and roll and high tees and, and so forth. We back, have improved since 2003, yeah, Will. Yeah, because back then it was just you either hit the ball naked or you hit it with backspin. There were no tees, and obviously you didn't have custom clubs. So uh, pr- pretty solid closing hole. Uh, but comp- in comparison to some of the other holes on this course, um, definitely not the hardest hole. No, it's, in, there's, in, there's for sure at least six holes that are more difficult than this. Yeah, and, and we've had holes that are, you know, to your point, what, Pine Meadow 14, Pine Meadow 12, whatever number it is. Um, this hole is very similar to it. So this, I, I think you can kind of take some of the approaches from the Pine Meadow hole yep. and bring it over into Crawdad 18. Yeah, much smaller green in this case, mm-hmm. but yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's all 18 holes, I think, uh, wrapping up GT par. So uh, I think it can play to a minus 30. Yes. I, and we're not going to count being able to once in a while be able to chush, on hole, chush, chush in on hole one. So par is going to be maxed out at 30. Um, I would I would probably consider par to, like, I, I wouldn't say it's going to get below um, 28 mm-hmm. because realistically – 15 while it's a huge it can be a huge pain in the ass and I might have to I might have to bounce a zero hybrid through the bunker it's still always you can always it's, get it, to it, the it, green it's always feasible yeah and same thing with um, hole 11 right uh, yep. it was the one with the three different main 
chunks of the tee box. I feel like you can always get at least in the bunker, mm-hmm. or and most of the time up on the green. But there are the two holes, uh, hole six and hole fourteen, that can truly just not be there. And so I think uh, realistic par might vary from twenty six to thirty. But but I, I wouldn't say that for a, for a pro that the par would ever drop below twenty eight. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I, I think that's a good assessment. This is a. Uh... This will be really interesting this first week or two to see how this plays out in live play. Um, I think we're going to see a huge variance in scores where, you know, you might see some of the top players ship it, Meow Haas, Andy Fox. Ooh, um, shoot, did, you learn a, did you learn a lot here today, Andy? I'm watching. So I, I think we're going to see a good variance where you're going to see some of the top-tier guys who are dropping a 28, 29, potentially even a 30, and next thing you know, the next game they shoot a twenty or a twenty-one, um, because yeah. it, the, the scores on this course can get gross pretty easy. Yeah, you can go sideways pretty quick on this course and drop and drop two or three shots on a hole without blinking. So uh, that'll do it. I think uh, the mountains are now uh, violet. Yeah. Or the, very uh, pale blue. Yeah. My beer is uh, halfway done, so uh, we did a lot of talking. Uh, I think we just that's the seven courses for the two thousand nineteen. But uh, we've got new courses coming in three weeks. Yeah, that, that's exciting. With uh, the new tee boxes and new pin placements, I think we're going to have to do another uh, supplemental podcast. I'm sure there will be holes that are changing. There potentially will be holes that aren't changing. Yeah, um, so but, we but, might, maybe we'll do uh, like, I, who knows? It'll, it'll depend on how much the holes change a little bit. We'll definitely do podcasts on, on all five courses, whether that's yep. two courses and one podcast. You know, we don't want to go for like an hour and a half. This is... Uh, we like to keep them between 40 minutes and 50 minutes in that range. That's, that's a pretty sweet spot. And so if that's two courses uh, preview, then that's what it'll be. And it turns out we have some uh, – we might have missed a few weeks, and so we might uh, we might owe the listeners a couple <laughs> podcasts to make up for that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll go that route. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for your patience. Uh, Tony and I, we, we enjoyed doing this. Yeah, we took some time off and, you know, kind of got razzed a little bit in Wisconsin, you know, some text messages here and there prior to going Wisconsin, but uh, we really enjoy doing this. Tony's taking time, you know, away from his job, his family. I'm, I'm taking events. Mo- I'm taking time away from events mode right now. Yeah, you got a ski trip you got to go do. Yeah. Um, but no, we enjoyed doing this podcast for you guys. Uh, we always welcome the feedback, and it's nice to go up to tournaments and have someone, you know, a couple folks in Wisconsin came up. They're like, I listen to the podcast. It's fun to listen to you guys. I've never met you. My name's so-and-so from wherever. I promise you guys, uh, I'm much better with faces than names, so I'll recognize your face next time I see you guys. Uh, the names, just give me a little bit of leeway on that. I think Tony would probably second that. Oh, yeah. Give me, like, a first initial and a last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, I think we're all good. Tony, do you have anything else? No. Looking forward to next week and going full live with uh, Crowded Swamp, and it'll be a fun time. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks.